abandon all prejudices, all ye who enter here. Park your paradigms, perk up your ears, and open your mind, as we now shine the laser light of reason on the topic of President Trump, Part 3, the January 6th insurrection and the immediate aftermath. Hello, I'm David Bolton, and welcome to my podcast channel, dedicated to helping people think more clearly, make sounder judgments, avoid superficiality, and above all, to unceasingly question instead of naively accepting what others want us to believe, for this is the path of Socrates. My friends, this is part three of a series. I explained to you in part one, I believe also in part two, I've recognized so many things about what's really going on in these past two years, dedicated literally thousands of hours to the subject. And I'm seeing that the great majority of people don't really have any idea what's going on. And I don't mean just you know people to the left or people to the old right. I mean with Trump supporters as well. They don't quite see what's going on. So first of all, I'm going to say it again. You notice this is called President Trump. I don't mean ex-President Trump. I mean President Trump. Trump is still the president. Biden is not and never was president. And by the way, for all you Trump supporters, if Joe Biden is really the president, then Donald Trump is a traitor because he knew of the election fraud. He had all, believe me, they had all the evidence election fraud. And there were executive orders in place, for example, 13848 that states if there's uh, evidence of fraud, the sitting president can remain president until it's cleared up. Well, he didn't do that. He handed it over to Biden, it looked like. That would make him a traitor. But Trump is not a traitor. Huh. Ponder that for a while. Okay. In episode one, we talked about, and I put the link to the video in, of Trump's inauguration speech 2017, where at a crucial moment, the military comes out and stands behind him. No, it's not what the mainstream media said. Oh, it was a mistake. The military doesn't make those mistakes. They don't. <laughs> Just, you can imagine that. Uh, these, what, like eight, rep I think it was eight, representatives of military put on the best dress uniform. How do they get together, these guys? Uh, let's just go out and stand behind Trump when he's sworn in. They put on their best dress uniforms, all get together. Behind the scenes, they start to walk out. The Secret Service wouldn't even let them walk out. They say, hey, guys, you're not on the program here. What are you doing? Are you some kind of spies in, in disguise or what is this? It, it, it wouldn't happen unless it was planned and it was symbolic. And it was symbolic because they only stayed long enough for him to say one long sentence. And that was, I, I don't know by memory, but it was basically, we... That is, I, the president, and the military. We're going to take the power back from Washington, give it back to you, the people. So that means something. Believe me, it means something huge. In part two, what did we do? The 21-gun salute ceremony. That's always done according to the strictest military regulations. You must have four howitzers. Three will be firing. Three second intervals exactly between the shots. But with Biden, they only had three howitzers, only two were firing, and the interval was considerably longer between the shots. In other words, it was not the inauguration 21-gun salute. Two possibilities there. I'm giving you this in short form. Listen to the whole episode to hear more. Uh, in short form, the two possibilities. Either that was an act of mutiny on the part of the military, right? The military protesting Biden, 
giving him the wrong ceremony that looked kind of like a funeral ceremony, but it's not really sure whether it was for foreign dignitaries or funeral. That really, to my thinking, hasn't been totally established. But what it was not is the normal 21-gun salute given to new presidents or outgoing presidents. And there are two possibilities. Either that was a sign of a military mutiny, but if that's the case, why was nobody saying anything about it? Or it's a sign that Biden is, it's a sign for those in the know that Biden isn't really president. And if it's the mutiny thing, let me ask you this, why did no Democrats say, you mean no Democrat noticed that that, that salute wasn't done properly? Nobody? Nobody in either party in Congress. The mainstream media, these investigative journalists, not a single one noticed, hey, wait a minute, people, uh, I saw there's something off here. They did the wrong gun ceremony for, for new President Biden. This is a total act of disrespect. What, what's going on here? Nobody said it. Why not? Well, because behind the scenes, the military was already in power then, and they told the mainstream media, and they told politicians, certain things are going to happen, and you're going to go along with it about this. You're not going to see it, say a word. That's what's going on. Today, we're going to dig deeper into this, because as I said, in this series, you know, I've decided not to try to present this to you in really long episodes, because I could do one 10 hours long before I could explain all of this. It's going to be piece by piece, and I want it to sink in what I'm saying. Don't simply believe me. You know, we have so many people say, oh, I, I heard a podcast episode and I said this, so this must be true. No, think about it. And I'm giving you the evidence, and you ponder that evidence. So, now, in today's episode, we get to that terrible insurrection at the Capitol. Of course, we know now there are at least 10 FBI agents among the protesters urging them on to violence and that sort of thing. We know because we have many videos that the Capitol Police were letting the people in, ushering them in. It wasn't like a storm. No, no, no. We know that some people breaking those windows. There's one video where some Trump supporters, obvious Trump supporters, the obvious ones are like the, the middle-aged overweight guys with the MAGA hats. And there are some other guys younger and in good shape, breaking some windows. They said, hey, guy, don't do that. Don't break the windows. We can't do that. They were the Trump supporters telling them not to break the windows. The other guys, you know, you could always tell when they're like FBI plants. They're these men about 30 years old in perfect physical condition, you know, not overweight. You know, at one time they had a whole group of supposed Trump supporters, MAGA hats, and they're like 20 or 30 guys, and they all look like they're totally trim. You know, that's fake. That's fake. They're FBI agents. However, I dig deeper than almost anybody. And some of the things I say, well, aren't going to please Trump supporters. And they're certainly not going to please the left. Let's go back to January 6th for just a moment. Now, there's so much evidence that that wasn't any real insurrection. Uh, what happened then? They arrest some people. Oh, there was the shaman. I talked with Michelangelo about that subject. Uh, and you know, he was arrested. He had his trial, and he was in jail for a few years, right? Okay. But then there are these 12... Is it, or no, it's 16, I believe. I'm not forgetting the number. 16 January, six prisoners? Yeah, I guess it was 16 of them. A bunch of them that are being kept, that still haven't had their trial. Violation of habeas corpus, right? After two and a half years, they haven't had a trial. Why did, why did this guy, why did the shaman there, the guy dressed up in a Viking hat and everything, why did he get a speedy trial and he was sentenced? And now he's finished with the sentence and he's free. And the others didn't even get a trial yet. Doesn't that seem a little strange to you? Doesn't that seem a little off to you? 
this guy, what was his name, uh, Jason something, or Jacob, I forget the guy's real name, Jacob Chansley, I, I forget his name, the, the shaman, you know, the guy with the Viking hat and everything. He was on Alex Jones, I was blown away. This is some kind of weirdo, this guy's highly intelligent, he knows so much about so many things, he has all the signs of a white hat plant, military intelligence. But let me tell you, this is not just some random guy, they said at the beginning, oh, some weirdo lives in his mother's basement, yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> no way. No way, this was part of a PSYOP, this guy. Uh, and no, I don't mean a, a PSYOP from the left. I mean from the, the, well, say from the Alliance. You can't really call them the right. From those who love the Constitution and are trying to restore it. It's their PSYOP. They are the ones lying to us here, as we're going to see very often in this whole tale. Because you see, I don't fall in the trap that others make. You know, others, if they're leftists, they'll defend even a Biden, even though secretly think, oh, God, this guy's so incapable. They say, no, but Biden's a thousand times better than Trump. They're fools. And they're they're too proud to admit that they just you know don't want don't want to be honest. Uh, on the other hand, you have like Trump supporters. Trump can do no wrong, no matter what he does. It can do no. Well, I'm not in either of those camps. I look at the evidence, I reason soundly, and I come to conclusions where I never say I'm a hundred percent right, but I say it looks like this is what's happening, or the Trump did something good, he did some bad, whatever, and I say, well, hey, we have to look for more evidence. But you know, I'm not. I'm not a, a sheep that runs with the herd to the left or the herd to the right or the herd to the center. I'm not like that at all. I never was. I never was. And even when I was young, like 10, 12, if something happened and I started to go with a group like a tendency, I felt ashamed of myself. I thought, no, don't do that. Think for yourself. Don't just run along with the herd. And yet practically everybody does. And for me, I'm sorry to say it's kind of disgusting. I know it's human nature, so I guess that means I'm an alien, and maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. You should reason soundly, look at the evidence, put your prejudices aside. Hey, what do I say in the introduction? Think more clearly, make sound judgments, avoid superficiality, and keep questioning. Especially question your own beliefs. We'll get to that more in the future. But to stick to the January 6th thing here, uh, we all know what happened. If you're a leftist, you think, oh, yeah, the, they want to violently overthrow the government, which is total hogwash, because that could have been put down, the little violence there was, could have been put down immediately. If, for example, they'd let the police act. There are scenes there from videos where you have like 10 policemen, they're not doing anything at all. And in one of Trump's were saying, hey, guys, step in here, because look, some people are violent there, and the police just stand there and doing nothing. And that's the police, the D.C. police alone and Capitol Police could have stopped that immediately, but they didn't do it. And with a, just a few National Guardsmen, well, that would have been you know, game over. But apparently that wasn't supposed to happen. Now, one of the biggest events there was the killing, murder, whatever you want to call it, of Ashley Babbitt. I did probably two years ago an episode on that. <clears throat> it was fake. What, does that shock you if you haven't listened to my past episode? Why am I saying that was fake? Because the left says, and I read all these comments on Facebook, yes, she deserved it because she's breaking through those window there and, and she could have stormed some senator's office. So yeah, that, that, that the black hand, that reminds me of the, some branch of the mafia, they call themselves the black hand, la mano negra. <laughs> the black hand, it's a, they were a black guy, right, lieutenant? And he shoots her in the neck. Of course, if you study the video... <laughs> which practically nobody did. It's amazing how people are so superficial. 
if they see any video, they just skim over. Oh, yeah, look, uh, he shot her if you're a lefty. Saying, well, yeah, she deserved it if you're on the right. Oh, no, they murdered a poor Air Force veteran. She served honorably and she was brutally shot in the neck. And Both sides are lying to you, people. Yes, both sides are lying to you. Because if you actually study those videos from that day, you'll be saying, what the devil is this? They're actors. That didn't really happen. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it happened. Just like if you watch a movie, it, it looks like somebody's getting killed, shot in the neck or whatever, but it didn't happen. And there's so many things that point to that. Look at my past episode. I think I put a link to the video there that I quote. Uh, but just look at, look at all the, the scenes from the video from the Ashley Babbitt killing. And listen to my reasoning in that episode from about two years ago. I forget when it was. You have to look up all my episodes. But along the way, maybe we'll see some other episodes that interest you. That didn't really happen. But both sides then can capitalize from it. The left saying, look, that's proof that they're trying to break into the senator's offices. And she had to be put down. And that's insurrection. So they profited that way. Meanwhile, Trump profited because you can say they murdered one of ours. And one da, 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 right? And they're all lying to you. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, straight out, they're lying to you. She, Ashley Babb was not killed. I don't know where she is. I don't know if she's still alive now. At first, I thought that was all a deep state setup. I thought that they planned that show so that Trump supporters say, oh, my God, they murdered a veteran. And she's a female, too, and a small female. You notice the PSYOP element? If it had been some big, ugly guy who had been in the military, people wouldn't feel so sorry, but it was a somewhat smaller, although if you, I think in the records she was kind of a, a wild one anyway, but somewhat smaller woman, not unattractive, who had served in the Air Force, then it's all the worse if they shoot a woman. I said at the beginning, well, why didn't that officer just fire a warning shot first? You know, in a building with marble, you can imagine how loud that is. Anybody coming through the window would immediately say, oh my God, they're shooting, right? Why did he immediately shoot her in the neck? But if you, if you study the video of that, the gun, when he fired it, the angle wasn't even such that a bullet would have hit her in the neck. It wasn't. It was pointing downwards. It would not have hit her in the neck. Besides which, you say, why didn't he shoot her in the leg? Why did he try to shoot her in the neck? And he's a good shot to shoot a moving target and get her right in the neck there. You know, it, it was all fake. And that's just the beginning. Listen to the episode. I don't want to go into too much. Well, this episode is about the insurrection, so I'm going into a few more details. Like, for example, that important wall, you know, with the windows... There, I think there's one door that was locked because the crowd was on one side of that wall, windowed wall, I should say, made of wood, the rest of it. And the other side were the congressional offices. So they had three policemen standing there guarding that. But then at one point, all three, as if there were aliens moving in, <laughs> in you know, synchronicity, they all walk off. And they weren't being attacked or beaten or anything like that. But why is it if that wall was so important to protect? that dividing line between where the crowd was and the offices. Why would the three police officers there just all of a sudden turn to their left and walk away? Obviously, they were given a sign. Hey, guys, time for you to get away from there so the people can break through. It was all a setup. I first thought it was a setup of the deep state. They want to pretend to, to kill or maybe even actually kill you know, a, a Trump supporter, a, a woman no less, who was in the military, you know, a hero, a veteran, uh, so that then Trump supporters would get violent with their guns and they have the excuse to take guns away from people. That's what I thought at the beginning. Since then, I've changed my mind. 
uh, and you know, quite a while ago, I saw no. Wait a minute, that wasn't done by the left. It was done by Trump and the Alliance. See, I'm giving ammunition to even my leftist friends out there. Uh, they say, "Well, Trump's such a terrible liar." Well, he's a really yes, he is. He is. Uh, but it's kind of like you might not believe me here. I'll give you a good example. People say, "Oh, you should always tell the truth," right? Well, let me tell you a little story myself. Go back to the 1970s. I was a teenager. During my teen years, I was an atheist. But then I talked to my grandfather on the phone. He was like, I think, 80 years old at the time, his early 70s. And he was about to have a serious operation. And he said, well, Dave, you're going to have an operation. I don't know if you're going to pull through this. And you will pray for me, won't you? Now, if I had been honest, I would have said, well, Pop, that's what we call him my paternal grandfather. Truth is, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. I wish you well. I wish you all luck in the world, but I'm not going to pray for you. But that would have been quite cruel because he was religious. So I said, yes, of course, I'll pray for you, which I didn't do because he was an atheist. So I lied to the old man. But would it have been better to tell him the truth? I don't think so. You know, the times when it's really better not to tell the truth. So... Trump has been lying to the people constantly, but I believe this is, uh, I can't guarantee this, but I'm, I'd say with 90% certainty, in the end, we're going to know why he was lying and then he was working for the good in the end. I know my leftist friends won't believe that. Time will tell. But we're in a war now. We're actually in a war. It's modern warfare, propaganda warfare, psyops all over the place. There's psyops within psyops within psyops here. And I recognize them all the time. Every day they're going on. Most people don't recognize them because they buy the standard narrative. Mainstream media, Biden is president, and those evil Democrats are after Trump, and they want to indict Trump yet again, etc., etc. You notice how Trump always wins in the end? I don't mean just gets out of indictments, but he always becomes more and more popular. This is being planned. This is not Democrats or deep state doing this. They're not that dumb if they were really as in charge as it seems, they wouldn't do these dumb things. Like the, what was it, what, Jack Smith, this guy, that's his name, right? Uh, you know, going after Trump now, these most recent indictments. But he's doing such a way that Trump's team, legal team has subpoena power. So now they can roll out all the evidence of election fraud. Well, gee, gee. <laughs> That is dumber than in the O.J. Simpson trial. Remember when the, 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 the dumb prosecutors there said, yes, O.J. Simpson killed him and we found this glove and we wanted to try this glove on. O.J. Simpson was also an actor. And what did O.J. Simpson do, for those of you who remember? He said, well, this, okay, this is the glove of the murderer. Let me try to put it on. And he said, oh, God, this doesn't fit. He tried to put it on. But, you know, I'm an actor, too. It's so easy to fake that. So it looked like the glove didn't fit him. How could they be so dumb as to give him that glove there? What they should have done is behind the scenes have some doctor do it and say, yes, this is his size glove. I mean, just one stupid mistake to the other. But that was nothing compared to this. This gives Trump the forum to be able to say, well, you're saying that I tried to overturn the election. Well, here's the proof of the fraud and it all come out. And believe me, Trump and the alliance, the Space Force, they have all the evidence of the fraud. But that goes deeper to it. That, I won't talk about that yet because what I say isn't going to please the Trump supporters. That goes a lot deeper too. Let's stick to January 6th. Okay. So there's this terrible insurrection January 6th. People are killed. No, not the police and was hit over the head with a fire extinguisher because that never happened. 
the left was lying saying, well, this police was killed, this, and that was a lie. There's some woman who was killed, but that's because policemen were pushing the crowd and people trampled the poor woman, etc. There's another woman severely beaten by a police woman, and you can see that on a video. She's pounding, and even when the, the protester was down on the ground, she's there beating on her like some kind of Nazi thug. And that's on video, too. I mean, all these things. And of course, as I said, the, the, the guards at the Capitol ushering the people in. Oh, yeah, come right in here. And then we're supposed to believe it was a, a, a storm on the Capitol. What was this really all about with the Ashley Babbitt thing and everything? Well, let me tell you. Contrary to what Trump supporters believe, it was not Nancy Pelosi organizing that or Chuck Schumer or the Democrats. I am convinced and with at least at least 90 percent certainty it was the alliance and Trump who organized that. And I don't mean to take over the government. No, because their plan was not to keep Trump in office then. Their plan was to install, in quotes, Biden in office. That was their plan. But why would they stage this insurrection and the murder of Ashley Babbitt? Why would they do that? Well, Derek Johnson, if you know who he is, look him up. He appeared on the scene August 2022, has been revealing all sorts of stuff about official documents and putting pieces together. Most of that I'd put together myself anyway before, but with the insurrection, he said, no, that was an alliance action. Immediately I thought, oh my God, he's right. You see how sometimes you have a belief, because before that I thought it was probably the other side doing it. But when he said that, I thought, suddenly, I have a kind of mind, when I, when I hear something that's significant, that is almost certainly true, My mind, I can totally cast off my old beliefs. And I think, oh my God, he's right. It's like when I read the article by Dr. Michael Yeadon, February 2021, about how this looks like a genocidal program with the vac so-called vaccines. I thought, oh my God, he's right. Not because I'm gullible, but because I saw all this evidence, all his reasoning, I meet put together, my God, the guy's right. This is going to harm many people. And it has. And he's still talking about it. He's one of the heroes of humanity in my book. But anyway, why would the alliance, why would the good guys, from our point of view, stage this insurrection? Well, now we have to look at the immediate aftermath. What was the immediate aftermath? I mean, in the weeks after that. Do you remember? Oh, people forget so easily. After that, Thousands of military came to Washington, D.C. I was following that, and at one point it got up, oh, yeah, now they reported 24,000 you know, National Guardsmen, soldiers, or whatever, also are in D.C. I thought, 24,000? You know, people hear numbers and they don't think. You know, they really don't think. It's kind of like when you hear people saying, I don't know, uh, uh, yes, this politician stole a hundred billion dollars. They say, oh, no, I mean a hundred million or yeah, well, that's a big difference. Some people just don't think. <laughs> but why would D.C. need 24,000 soldiers? According to Derek Johnson, who has contacts in the military, he had been in the military. He said it was 30,000 in the end. 30,000. You know, that's three to four divisions of soldiers, if that term means anything to you. A division traditionally could be as many, I think, as 12,000 soldiers somewhat more recently, 10,000, maybe as few as six or 7,000. So in other words, 30,000 would be actually more like four divisions in D.C.? I mean, this is a major battlefield group and a huge battle in World War II or something. Why would you need so many thousands of soldiers there? 
why would you need that? Let's connect some other dots, though. I talked about this in a past episode, but some people haven't heard those. So I'll go over it again because it's important. I notice, you know, I tell people things, they recognize it, and six months later, have totally forgotten it. These things must not be forgotten. Another thing I noticed in articles I read was that these soldiers, because it was before the inauguration, thousands of soldiers in D.C. walking around, right? But people said, well, that's good because of that insurrection on January 6th. It's good that everything is safe now. <laughs> you see? You see? Suppose that so-called insurrection hadn't happened. How would Trump justify sending three to four divisions of military into D.C.? He couldn't. He wouldn't be able to. But he had to justify that somehow. And so that's why the alliance, the White Hats, planned the January 6th insurrection. I know some of your Trump supporters aren't going to believe that because that makes them look not so honest or not so whatever. But almost certainly, that's what happened. That was the excuse to bring in divisions of military to Washington, D.C., a city only has, what, like four or 500,000 people. And during that time after the so-called insurrection, and even with the, well, what, a couple thousand people involved? Altogether, it might have been a million Trump supporters. They all went home peacefully. And so after that, Washington was like a ghost town, people reporting. It's like a ghost town. Uh, there was one time, well, they went on some anti-abortion protests, like, I don't know, 100 people, no violence whatsoever. And believe me, you don't need... 30,000 soldiers to stop, even if they had gotten violent, to stop 100 people. What do you need, 10? <laughs> so why all these divisions in Washington, D.C.? Well, let's connect other things. One of the things the soldiers were doing was stopping all traffic entering and coming into Washington. Well, now you could say, that's good because we're going to have an inauguration. We don't want terrorists coming in. So it's good the soldiers are controlling everybody coming into the city. But why were they controlling everybody leaving the city? See, the thing is, that was the most important thing. They had all these cement roadblocks up and you know, military vehicles. Why were they doing all of that? They were doing all of that because they were there to clean up D.C. And I don't mean sweep the streets. Another fact, 2,000 of these soldiers were sworn in as federal marshals. Why would you need to do that? So you can make legal arrests. So you make legal arrests. 2,000? <laughs> Gee. I mean, police can make arrests if there's some kind of, even, like I said, even the, the great insurrection, the D.C. police and the Capitol Police could have handled that easily if they had done what they should have. And they would make the arrest. So why do you need three to four divisions of military and 2,000 sworn in as federal marshals to make arrests? And here's another little detail. Start putting this together. Remember all the fences going up in that period in Washington, around the Capitol, I think around the FBI building around here, all these fences, you know, with the curved barbed wire part at the top. Why do they put that curved part at the top? Well, because somebody wants to enter an installation, you shouldn't enter, you climb up and then, oh, I can't get over that curve because it's coming out towards me. How do you climb over that? But by some strange twist of fate, all the people putting the fences made a mistake. We saw the fence, we thought, well, there are fences, they're put up there so people can't get into the Capitol, for example. But the curved part was facing inwards, not outwards. So theoretically, you could climb, I'd put a board over the curved part and you know, jump, jump over. 
why were all the curved parts put so it's inside? It looked like they were trying to keep people from coming out of those places, not stop people from going in. And in addition, the gates to the fence, the doors, you know, the locked part, you might have like a gate you can open up to get in or out. The locks were not on the inside, as you would do if you want to keep people out. They were on the outside, as if they wanted to keep people in. We put those details together, 30,000 soldiers and maybe Marines, National Guardsmen in any case, uh, in D.C., controlling all the traffic coming into and going out of D.C. Let's combine that with all these fences put up the wrong way. And that Washington looked like a ghost town. What was going on? Trump had ordered the military to start cleaning up the swamp, starting with the low-level ones above all. That's why. That's why all these fences. They weren't supposed to escape. If they were hiding in tunnels under the wherever, nope, they weren't going to get out of there. Every, also, there were these strange phenomena of suddenly there were like explosions in Washington coming from underground. And then a lot of steam coming up and flooding coming up, you know, from places you wouldn't expect it. All, all this flooding was going on. They were cleaning out underground tunnels. Now, I'm not going to get into what some say that, oh, yes, the deep state had, you know, one said like 100,000 children captive. Nonsense. What are the logistics? How do you keep them alive? 100,000. I mean, it's like a city. Now, that's nonsense. Some might have been there. Okay. But mainly these tunnels, you know, Washington just has so many underground tunnels connecting this to this. And the alliance, so well, a lot of these deep state creatures are going to try to get away. So they had to smoke them out or flood them out or bomb them out. That's what was going on. They were cleaning up there. There's strange things like uh, this is somewhat afterwards, but it was top of the FBI building, strange explosions coming from the roof. And they said, oh, it was the heating system that sometimes it does things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, things that just don't fit. And that was sometime after that, though. I don't know if that was connected. But that's what was happening in D.C. But in order to make it look acceptable to have thousands, of, because you need thousands of people to control everybody leaving Washington, my God, you have to block off all the roads. You need so much military to make mass arrests, like, for example, of the rats at the FBI. FBI are armed. You know, if you're cleaning out the deep state, you're dealing with a lot of heavily, you know, uh, expertly trained uh, killers. Well, military people learn how to kill. That's what they do. But if you're looking for the bad guys, you can't just send in 100 soldiers, D.C. You have to have thousands of them. And they had to justify that, the alliance. That is Trump and the military. And they justified that by staging, yes, I say staging, the January 6th insurrection. Uh, I would put, say, 90% probability. It's possible the left did that, but I don't think so. I really do not think so. So all these FBI agents in the crowd, we think, oh, they're the bad guys. That was the bad FBI that was trying to get us to be violent. No, they're almost certainly the good FBI. However, you notice they're doing such a way, like a lot of FBI people, like I said, they're young, they're in, in better shape. They wanted it to look like it was the left doing it. See, that's what I mean. We're in an era of psychological warfare and psyops. That's what you do in psyops. People think they understand such things, but they don't. They think it's... Well, okay, the one side is faking an insurrection. And, you know, the left, they put in all these FBI agents and everything. But no, like I said, psyops within psyops. Trump in the military staged the insurrection. 
but they put in people that are obviously different, like FBI agents. So that then the Trump supporters think, oh, they're the evil FBI and it's the left doing this. No, no, I don't believe that. And Mike Pence, I don't know where he's a good guy or bad guy in the end, but for what he did in the Capitol that day, that's not proof he's a bad guy because it was the plan of the alliance all along to install Biden. I say install Biden because almost certainly what we see as Biden is an actor. And yes, face mask technology, head mask, body suit technology is so advanced you can do that. All you need is a person with more or less the stature of a Biden, more or less the build and the general head shape. And you turn that person into Joe Biden. This explains anomalies like, for example, Joe Biden's earlobes. Years ago, he had free hanging earlobes, but now they're connected to his head. You know, some people have earlobes connected to the head. But then they say, oh, no, that's because he had plastic surgery. Who has plastic surgery and says, hey, doc, connect my earlobes to my head. I mean, come on now. But then you go, well, but that's sometimes the result of plastic surgery. That's never been explained. And when did Biden get plastic surgery? Remember that in the news? Oh, Joe Biden's giving me away from the Senate or wherever years ago or from the vice president because he got plastic. I don't remember that news coming out. And why didn't he look a lot better after plastic surgery? I don't remember that. He looks different. Yeah, but he doesn't look better. And when did that happen exactly? They're lying to us. Biden probably is dead. Uh, some say he was maybe already sent to Gitmo, put on trial for his crimes and executed. I don't know about that. He might have just died of, an, of a stroke because he had a stroke even in the 80s. I don't know what happened to Biden. It's possible what we're seeing is the real Biden who's playing the bad cop here in this game and the dumb cop, but he's really working for the good side. That's possible. I would give that no more than a 5% probability though. Almost certainly this person we're seeing as Biden is an actor. Uh, one insider has said they had four actors playing because if, if an actor plays that role, you know, it's hard on the actor. He'd have to always be around. So they had four different actors playing the role. But one of them died because they're all old guys. <laughs> so he got a COVID vaccine. How he died. I don't know if that's true. But uh, that's not Biden. And Biden is not president. Or you wouldn't have had that fake uh, a military salute with the howitzers. It was, it was, it was not the right, it was not the right uh, ceremony. And so that's either a military mutiny that nobody mentioned or the military is in control, they told people, don't mention this, but we want to give certain signs. In the future, we're going to see in books about this when everything uh, gets back to normality. Well, normality is going to be a new world. But when the alliance is able to reveal things and say, yes, we were giving you signs that Biden isn't president, just wait, just wait. I don't think they'll do that too soon, though, because if Trump steps forward and says, in the end, yeah, uh, we had to fool you all. We pretended that Biden was, if it's not even Biden, look, it's a guy in a mask. I think a lot of people would be very mad about that. And I understand why they would be mad about that, putting the country through this. That gets to another level of this whole game. I'm not going to talk about that now. I just want to concentrate on this so-called uh, insurrection thing and the aftermath. It wasn't a real insurrection. It was a psyop. The shaman there with his Viking horns is no doubt I'd say military intelligence, maybe good CIA. This is not just somebody from the street or some weirdo. You just listen to him talking the Alex Jones interview. You see, oh my God, all, all that he knows. Uh, oh, by the way, to get back to those poor, what is it, 16 prisoners? Or is it 12? I'm sorry, I can't remember the number now. These that aren't being 
fed, they're not being given their medications, you hear about that. They're in like dungeons of the deep state and they're not getting a trial. But I've asked for a couple of years now, where are the high powered lawyers in America that want to become famous by defending the constitutional rights of these January 6th prisoners? Where are they? Because you would have lawyers crawling out of the woodwork to say, I'm going to defend them and go down in the history books and become totally famous. You know how people are, right? Especially lawyers, they want to make money. And they'd say, I'm going to defend them for nothing just because I'm such a good guy. But they know with that, they're going to be totally famous in the news. Where are these people? I mean, of course, supposedly these, these prisoners have their lawyers, but you would think they'd have the best lawyers in the country that want to become famous. Uh, what, what, what is this anyway? The modern day F. Lee Bailey or people like that, uh, or Johnny Cochran, where, where are these people? They don't seem to be there. Why not? Because any lawyer that steps forward, I'm going to defend these people. The military steps in and says, you're going to sign this non-disclosure agreement here. You're not going to say anything about this, but you're not going to defend these people because the country is under military rule. And if you mention a word of it, you're going to end up in Gitmo. That's why they're not doing it. Why are these people not getting their trial? Because it's so good for the Trump side, isn't it? To say, yes, those every once in a while, you would think to be talking about it all the time, these poor January 6th prisoners there, they're still wasting away in prison. They're not getting their medications even. They're not being treated right. They don't get the clothing, whatever. They should be talking about that every single day, but they're not. It's just every once in a while when it's convenient, they bring up the subject. Look how unfairly being treated, this is a violation of the Constitution. It's convenient. And I, I would bet that these people aren't, they're not in any dungeon. At the very worst, they're in some kind of special facility that's like a five-star hotel. It's very comfortable. And they're getting paid thousands of dollars to play this role. And probably they're not there at all. They're with their families. But when, when they have to appear, well, I don't think any of them have appeared. But if they did, then they put on a fake mustache or whatever. These people are not in some dungeons wasting away. It's a psyop. It is a psyop, I'm telling you. And I get mad about this. I don't care if it's the Trump side doing it. I get mad about it because I'm sick of being lied to by both sides. I understand that it's necessary because we're in a war. And the first victim of war is the truth. I forget who said that, some famous person. And that's, that's the way it is. The first victim of war is the truth. And so both sides are lying constantly. So now we're putting the pieces together. We've seen... January 20th, 2017, in the first part of the series, the military standing behind Trump when he says, we are going to give the people the, 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 the power back to you, the people. Take it away from these politics in Washington, give it back to you, the people. That was a strong sign. And possibly back then the country was already under military rule, but in secret. Yes, it is legal to do that. It's called a plan of continuity of government, Devol devolution, I say more specifically. It's where the government basically goes into hiding and they put up a fake government. And that's what's going on right now. And if the next time you're tempted to say, oh, that Biden is so bad because 100,000 more people crossed the border, or that Biden is so stupid because now we have even more inflation, or that Biden, oh my God, he's such a crook, or that Biden because he's sending more billions to Ukraine. Remember, Biden's not doing anything. It's, it's the alliance doing it. It's the military and Trump doing that. But they're not doing it to destroy America. They're doing it for the purpose of waking the populace up. So we see how we've been abused in the past. So the people, so that the hypnotized sheep realize just how evil a lot of politicians are. They're waking us up by force. Just wait and see. 
That's the reason why they're doing this, because we cannot have a, a sound republic and a free people, if most people are hypnotized by their cell phones, by TV, by mainstream media, we can't have that. What have we seen these last two and a half years, especially? People waking up all over the place. People reading executive orders, reading the Constitution again. That's the purpose of all of this. They get people so scared, so fed up, so angry. They say, we're going to read more. We're going to get involved in, in, in local politics. That's the purpose of all this. But to do that, they have to scare us. They have to infuriate us. They have to, they have to tell uh, the deep state that they that they already controlled, no doubt, largely in America and like the world, uh, the World Health Organization. Now you're going to talk about a new strain of COVID and bringing masks back. You know that's the recent trend. Why would the deep state do that? Why would the WHO do that, knowing? The trend of the population is not going to go for it. If I were a deep state analyst, I'd, I'd have much better ideas. And I don't think I'm cleverer than the strategists of the deep state. Believe me, I'm not. So this means the deep state is not in charge. The evil Democrats and Republicans, rhinos, they're not in charge. It's the military saying, now you're going to announce this. Now you're going to do this because they want the people to get fed up. I think I said an episode recently, if not, you'll hear it soon. I don't know if I put it up yet that who's doing the censorship on Facebook and YouTube and Google and all of that? Oh, it's the deep state, it's the Rothschilds uh, and, the, and the Rockefellers and all. No, no, I'm convinced it's not that. Not anymore. Oh yeah, they had censorship for years, manipulation. But, but if they were really in charge so much, there wouldn't be any Patriot channels at all. You wouldn't be hearing me now, and I'm a really small channel. You wouldn't be hearing any of these people criticizing the government or criticizing the World Economic Forum, you wouldn't hear any of that. They would have taken that all down using totalitarian means. But no, we have a huge movement going against the established governments all over the world. And the deep state is not so dumb that they would paint themselves into a corner like that. They're not that dumb. Not at all. They're evil geniuses. That's all being orchestrated by the good guys to wake us all up. And everybody, you know, I myself, yeah, I can use my... Yeah, <laughs> I did an episode with Michelangelo last night. I don't know if I put it. Yeah, I guess I will put that up soon. Uh, pointing out that Jack Ruby really didn't kill Lee Harvey Oswald. And with solid evidence from films from back then, I was totally blown away. More and more is being revealed. So this is a phase where things are being revealed. And it looks like things are bad. It looks like everything's gone to the dogs because, oh, they're bringing back the COVID vaccines and, and they're going to dominate us. Digital currency won't have any money. In the end... And they're going to see we're going to have a brilliant time when all of this ends, because then freedom will be restored more than we've ever seen in our lives. But in order for that to work, people have to wake up and to wake up the people. And Q said this years ago, it's not enough to tell the people. You have to show them pain, pain, pain. And that's what's being done right now. And even people that know about these things, still they believe they're saying, well, Biden, look at how evil, corrupt Biden is. That's a show. The real Biden, whether this is he or not, yeah, is totally corrupt. And that, of course, that's going to come out. And that's going to connect to many other things like Jeffrey Epstein. Hey, what about that list of all the Epstein clients? Think that's never going to come out? You think the Alliance doesn't have that? The Alliance, who's in a sense strongest member, is the new Space Force, instituted in 2019, I believe in December, signed into law by Donald Trump. And the Space Force, like a couple of years later, 
they took over control of all the satellites of all the military. Why do you think they did that? Because with the satellites, you control everything. You control the, you control the internet, you control uh, weapon systems, you control everything. So even if there's still uh, deep state agents in the army or in the Navy or whatever, if you control the satellites, not much the others can do. Believe me, people, I've gone into this deeply and all the evidence points to the truth of what I'm saying here. I could be wrong with some little tale, I probably am, but you put this all together. Look at January 6th, what really happened. Study the Ashley Babbitt films and you'll see how many things just don't make any sense at all. It was a, it was a false flag. It was a show. It was a show with, with crisis actors. And the immediate aftermath was, well, the justification for sending, the January 6th insurrection, in quotes, was the justification for sending in these divisions of military whose mission was to start rooting out deep state creatures at different levels in Washington, D.C. That explains defenses put up the wrong way. It explains why they're controlling people leaving D.C. It explains why 2,000 were sworn in as federal marshals to make more legal arrests instead of just, you know, military type arrests. Uh, it explains everything. And that's what's going on now. And you're being lied to, not just from the left, not just from the Democrats, you're being lied to from the other side. And just wait till I get to the episode about the 2020 election, the things I'm going to lay on you there, the Trump supporter. Well, nobody's going to like that, what I say, left or right. But I'm going to back it up, as I always do, using clear reasoning, putting forth evidence and connecting all the pieces, because that's what a detective does. He might have a thousand pieces of information. You have to put it together. You form different theories. Say, OK, if this theory is true, then putting all the pieces together, oh, well, yeah, I have a a puzzle here that solves 60%. If theory two is true, put the piece together, oh, 75% pieces fit. If this theory, the third theory is true that I have, oh, then I explain things to 95%. That's probably what happened then. That's the way detectives think. I was never a detective. Maybe I should have been, or maybe I should have been some kind of CIA strategist. I probably would have done brilliantly in that, but I don't want to be connected to such people. <laughs> what can I say? That was never my path in life. But uh, yes, I will end now with this part three of the President Trump series because he is still president. I know people say, well, he's commander in chief, but he's not president. Biden is, that, this comes from this 107 character. I'm going to, I'll talk about that too in the future. The pieces don't fit there. So I'm weeding out what makes sense from what doesn't make sense from the narratives being told from both sides and putting it all together to, to let you know what probably is really the case. So keep an open mind. Don't deify Trump and think, oh, he can't do any wrong. Oh, no, uh, he's doing most things very right, believe me. And I think he's going to go down in history as the most important president of the United States. And I'm a great fan of George Washington, let me tell you. And yes, I don't like Trump's behavior sometimes. You know, other presidents, I much I admire much more than Trump in certain things. But he will go down in history, I believe, as the most important president in history. And at some time, maybe a year from now, two, three years from now, five years now, uh, even the sheep are going to recognize that, although many won't want to admit it. Stay tuned for more because there's going to be more to come. And thank you for following me on this, The Path of Socrates. Bye now. <laughs>